What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I hope you all have had a wonderful weekend. I know I did. As always, I like to start off every podcast with a little bit of gratitude. So shout out to all the Patreon subscribers out there. You too could join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Just simply go to patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. Also, everyone who follows me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, any of any of all those things, all those things, whatever. I appreciate you and your support very, very much. You guys are amazing. All right, let's get into some fun shit this episode, huh? Um, recording this on a Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon in the city of Chicago, beautiful day, 80 degrees out, September 18th. Had myself a nice little fun weekend, did some great shows, saw the boys, got to see the fellas last night, hung out, did a show at the Laugh Factory with Marty DeRosa and Jonah Jerkins, some uh, M. Brown, uh, Flonius Monk, saw Lauren Vino, some great comedians, had ourselves a hell of a time. It was, it was fun. It was fun times had by all. You know what I mean? I've been in a good mood lately. Here's why. My social media platforms have been showing me more of the videos I want to see. Finally. Staying off of Twitter a little bit more. Maybe that's helping. Or X. What the hell we're calling it these days. But uh, dog and elephant videos are where it's at, my man. Every time I see a dog and elephant video, I feel if I could get dogs and elephants together, just the, the best. The absolute best. But these elephants, man, they're really smart. Uh, they care about people. And they're, they're, they'll save people with that trunk. If you're drowning, an elephant will be like, here's my trunk, dude. Fucking grab on. I'll yank you back in. We're all good. They are nice. And when they're babies, they're hysterical because they think they're lap dogs. They will try to get in your lap. And you're like, you're still like 250 pounds. Get the fuck off. But you're so goddamn cute. I just want to hug you anyway. That's what it's like with baby elephants. If I don't get to pet a baby elephant before my time is up on this planet, I'm a failure. I've pet a giraffe before. Do you guys know that about me? I pet a giraffe. I fed a giraffe some carrots. Uh, and I was like... Fucking nice neck, dude. That's a long neck right there. Imagine if a giraffe had to perform oral sex on another giraffe. They would be like a block and a half apart to make that work. You know what I mean? They're both laying down. They're so far away from each other. It would almost not even be intimate. You know? I've seen those giraffe tongues, though. So it would feel fantastic for the giraffe woman or giraffe man, whatever, whichever way these giraffes swing. Maybe they just want to pleasure everybody. Maybe they're pansexual, these giraffes. I don't know. I haven't Googled the sexual habits of the giraffe, nor will I. I'm not going to have you trick me into that, listeners. Okay, I don't want to be on, I'm going to be flagged all over websites. They'll check me even harder at the airport if I have that in my Google history. Not going to do it. But man, dude, they're just so long. You just can't, you can't help but have your mind wander to certain things or wonder and wander. But uh, I got I to gotta pet a baby elephant. I got to do it. I love, I love dogs too. These dog videos are great. I saw one today. I shared it on my Instagram story. So if you're not following me on Instagram, get on that where, uh, this, uh, woman was graduating. I think it was college and uh, she's in a wheelchair. So she had her support dog come on the stage with, and the person handing out the diplomas put it in the dog's mouth and everyone started cheering like crazy. And the dog was wagging its tail. Like I just fucking graduated too. Didn't I? And I'm like, man, that's what I love about dogs. I was explaining to my son. So I have a six-year-old son. He's in first grade. And he said, dad, are human beings also animals? And I go, yes, we are animals. Everything living is technically an animal. We are just the most intelligent. So that's why you see us driving cars and living in houses and doing all these big things. Uh, But there's downside to that. Like, you know, you got to be kind to all animals. I was basically trying to teach him to be kind to all animals, not to be like, there's downside to being human. You know, I'm not trying to get that in his head. But I told him, I go, listen, look at our dog. Our dog, Holly, has she's just simple. So it's nice. You know, animals, they don't want the things we want. Dogs don't look at other dogs going, nice collar, dickhead. 
right? Where'd your mom get that? The poor person store? You know, dogs don't do that. Dogs are just like, I'm wearing a collar. You're wearing a collar, whatever, man. You just want to jump up and down and play and wag our tails and get some food. I want food. Let's just get food. All they want is food and love and a bit of play, a, a bit of running around. They're very, they just want the basics. And I just wish as human beings, we could be like that. You know, just give me some loving, right? Let's, let's talk a little bit, entertain each other's and each other. And then, and then chomp, chomp on some food, right? Chow down a little bit. That's, that's all you need. The basics. That's what we, we all should be more like dogs. Human beings always say things like we don't deserve dogs. Whenever we see videos of dogs doing awesome things, there's always someone who comments right away going, we don't deserve dogs. Sometimes I think they're right, but we're not taking the right thing from that video. Next time you see a video about how awesome dogs are, just think to yourself, how could I be like a dog today? Huh? I know what I could do. I could be super excited to see everyone I love, like super excited, make them feel good. Next time you see someone you love, be like, fucking how are you, man? It is so goddamn good to see you. Fucking get over here. I love you. Look at me. I'm shaking my ass just to show how much I love you right now. You know what? Fuck it. I'm licking your face. I don't care if it's weird. Bend over. I'm sniffing your ass too. Let's let's get into it. You know, that would make them feel good, right? That's because it's like we're all magnets. When you're good to people, they're good back to you, you know? So that's that's how you could be more like a dog today. You could also eat the same meal multiple times a day and not be a dick about it. Not be like this again. You're just happy you got food in your bowl, you know? And then you go for a walk where you take your time. You sniff around a little bit. You really appreciate being out in the open air. Do those things. Everything else in your life will skyrocket. I just did like a snap point up to the sky for those of you listening to the audio. I'm telling you, we all have to, and I don't know, just, they just have a simple existence. And I'm not saying don't reach for the stars. I'm not saying don't have big dreams. You should. You only get one life. You got to get after it. Do what you love and, and, and you'll be happy the rest of your life. But you also have to just have a baseline of gratitude and just appreciation and being able to be content with what you do. Um, like I find, I, I think to myself, there are people out there who might, the average person might think I would never want that job. But then you have to think that person, if they wake up every day being like, oh, I get to do this for a living. This is pretty good. You know, there's worse jobs than what I have. I'm happy to have this. I work with some nice people and people with those jobs. I'll tell you what, I've had hard jobs like that before. The beer tastes sweeter after your shift is over. And that is a feeling that, you know, some people don't get. And that's, that's the thing about life too. You know, I'm trying to teach that to my kids, my one son, you know, they're both little, they're very little, these children, first grade and four, six and four years old. So he was like, oh, this movie's got some scary parts. And it was, it was like a Pixar movie, but Pixar movies every now and then will throw in a little bit of like, yeah, this is a bit much. Um, but I told him, I go, when you watch a movie, no, it's about the journey. And in movies, the main character is going to have to overcome some things. They deal with some obstacles. There's going to be some problems. But then it makes it that much better once they accomplish what they set out to accomplish. Remember, the main character is the hero of the movie. And we have to watch them become a hero somehow. And if it's easy, it's boring. You don't learn anything from it. So you have to watch and figure that out. And I'm like, I'm killing this father thing right now. I've, I've had a good parenting week. The parents out there will know what I'm talking about. When you're a parent, you have weeks where you're like, I was a piece of shit this week. I did not hold up my end of the bargain. And then you have other weeks where you're like, God damn it. These kids are going to be a success. These kids are going to cry their eyes out when I die because I am nailing this parent thing. Man, how awesome. People should follow me around and write a book about how to be a great parent because that's how I'm feeling it right now. Just pure domination of being a dad. I am just...
Hall of Fame dad right now. That's what I remember thinking as I was doling out great advice and being a good parent and throwing the high fives at the right time, disciplining too. Yeah, you put that down. You be nice to him, right? You got to have those in your back pocket too. You got to be ready to fire those off. You got to be ready to be like, what did I just say? What did I just say to you? You got to have those ready. But then you also have to be there when it's like give them the good advice or you show them something or you're like, hell yeah, I'll play Uno with you. And it was awesome. You're going to beat me this time or you're never going to beat me. Then you let them win a little bit to boost some confidence. And then if they get a little confidence, you beat them and go, hey, you're not going to win everything at life. And that's when you bring another life lesson in. All right. Maybe be a little bit smarter with those Uno cards, huh? Don't use the skip so early. Save those towards the end. Re-strategize. Okay. Because you're not playing a lightweight at Uno. Okay. When I play Uno, I go hard. Know that, kid. Know that. And then you don't blink the entire time you tell them this. That way they know you're for real. All right. That's enough with the parenting advice. Um, all right. So here's something. Um, this is just some more advice I wanted to share with some people. I thought about this the other day. Two nights in a row. Saturday, two nights in a row? No, Friday night and Sunday night. So twice this past weekend, I drove friends home. And uh, I think that's important. I think there's only two reasons in which you should not drive someone home. You're either too cheap. Because you're like, I don't want to waste the gas. You're too fucking lazy. And you don't want to be either of those things. So every now and then, you got to go out of your way to take care of some people. Give them that ride home. Plus, I like the ride home. You get to know people a little bit. You get to round out the night. Because you know the final destination is everyone's going home. So you get to summarize what happened, how to go, what's going on with you. When, you know, when am I going to see you next? What, what are you doing tomorrow? You know, it's, it's a nice little way to round out the evening. Now, I have limits, though. I won't drive someone home if it's going to cost me an hour total out of my way because one full hour, that's, that's a bit much, but so like on Friday night, I had, I went about 14 minutes out of my way. So it was like 15 minutes past where I live and then 15 minutes back. So that's 30 minutes. No biggie. 30 minutes is no biggie. If you can't spare 30 minutes for friends, you're doing life wrong. You're doing life wrong. You know, now I understand if you're like on E and times are really tough and you just have to straight up tell them like, dude, I am broke. I got enough money to get this car home. And then hopefully I can scrounge up some money. I'm taking the bus tomorrow. You know, th that's fine. That's fair. They're understanding there. And then at that point, they'll be like, oh, we'll throw you some gas money. That's a good exchange then. Because now sometimes if they're really cool, you'll profit a little bit off of that. Meaning they'll give you more money than the gas you would have wasted taking them home. So now you've got a nice exchange. But I'm telling you, do not skimp or skip the opportunity to give friends a ride home. It's always, and you always get good karma coming back your way because of it. Is this becoming a life lesson podcast all of a sudden? The Joe Kilgallen podcast, just doling out life lessons now? I think so. I think so. Pretty happy about it. Um, what other crazy things can I talk to you guys about? I actually had some notes. Um, in Chicago, it was Mexican Pride Weekend. No, what were they celebrating? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I don't know my Mexican history. Now I know. It was... Sorry, I just hit the desk and everything started shaking. This past weekend in Chicago, uh, the Mexican Chicago community were celebrating Mexicans' independence from the country of Spain. There was also a Guatemalan thing going on. They must have also had an independence or some other type of thing because I saw some Guatemalan flags at different points. Uh, they had an official parade, but also there are Mexican people who live all over the city of Chicago. So their official parade is not, it doesn't get the hype. They're like a St. Patrick's Day parade gets in this town and, you know, other such ones because I never even knew about it. I don't even know what streets it goes down. That's how little it's advertised or, or talked about at all. 
So my whole life growing up in Chicago, here is what um, our Mexican-American or Mexican still, maybe they're not citizens yet, uh, here's what they would do to celebrate. They would get Mexican flags, put them on the hood of their car, have little flagpoles hanging out the windows of their car, hanging from the back trunk, and they would get in their cars. Everyone gets in their car, and they just beep their horn and, and blast Mexican music, and they just drive around. That's how they would celebrate, just beeping their horn, blasting uh, music, and they're throwing fireworks, and it never bothered me ever. You just I'm like, that's just what they do. The Polish do something similar, but they do it for like a constitutional day or something. It's just what it, it is, what it is. That's just whatever. Now, is that how I would want to celebrate a holiday? No, no, it isn't. I don't like driving very much. Um, you know, I think driving's cool for it when you're like, when you first start driving, but I'm at a point where I just, it's boring. Um, I'm not, I just did a whole thing about giving people rides home. But I don't, I mean, I want to like driving in that regard. I like driving to get somewhere, but driving for the sake of it, no, because I think other drivers are so terrible these days. Uh, so I, I just, that doesn't appeal to me. I want to go to a place where I could sit and listen to that music and drink and celebrate like that. But who am I to tell people they're doing their culture wrong, right? Not going to be about that. Now, there's a lot of people who got really mad about it over Chicago because this year was really big. And I guess they shut down streets downtown. I don't really go down. I wasn't going downtown this weekend, so it didn't bother me. This was also a massive weekend in the city of Chicago. Riot Fest, which is a huge concert fest. They had Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, The Cure, um, Flog and Molly, then Eruptors. Uh, shit, there's probably like eight other bands. Like Mars Volta. So many bands that I'm missing right now, but some big, big acts in, in rock music and pop music and punk music and all that stuff. And uh, so I'm like, I already knew that was going on. I'm not going to fucking go anywhere near downtown because that was just outside downtown. I'm avoiding the highways. And I knew about the Mexican celebrations. So I'm like, it is what it is. I think what I really want to talk about, though, um, people get mad, whatever. People get mad about everything. I didn't like some of the posts I'd seen on social media where it's like, this isn't this is insane to celebrate your Independence Day when you're in another country. If Mexico is so great, you're so proud to be Mexican. Why the fuck do you leave? Now, I don't like Americans saying shit like that because what's an American last name, right? Pretty much everyone comes from somewhere else in this country. My last name's Irish, all right? So for me to come out, be like, how dare you celebrate your culture here? No, I would never do that. America, the beauty about America and the original and a lot of the original intent was this idea that it's a place where you could come here right? We we'll, we welcome everybody. Statue of Liberty, welcome. Welcome to America, right? Yeah, contribute, assimilate, but we're a melting pot. And I always thought one of the things I love the most about America is we took like all the, from all sorts of cultures and kind of brought it into this one big culture. I love Mexican people, all right? I'm related to some. My cousin married an awesome Mexican woman. Her family's super nice. Mexican food, they give you free chips and salsa at so many of their restaurants. Great contribution, right? I don't, so I don't mind to see Mexican people or any other culture celebrate the independence from their homeland. And people say, well, I couldn't go to fucking the Netherlands and celebrate America. How do you know? How the fuck do you know? Maybe you can. And the fact that you couldn't is not a point for that country. It's a point for America. The fact that if you are Japanese or Canadian, or I'm just pulling ethnicities out of my ass right now, but if you are like, whatever, you're Swiss, 
or you're uh, South African or you're Australian or whatever, Mongolian, I don't know. You can celebrate your culture in America without fear of being arrested or whatever. That makes America awesome. That's what makes the United States a special place. We're not going to tell you, hey, put that Mexican flag away. We only wave one flag here. Do you want to live like that? I don't. I'm glad we don't do that shit. That makes America great. So I just want people to understand that. Um, obviously, don't be getting violent and hurting people during your celebrations. But I'm okay with those celebrations existing. Just You could still be... Dude, everyone like... You know, like... I saw some Italian Americans saying some shit and I'm like, you guys are so proud to be Italian. Who the fuck are you to get mad at the Mexican people showing pride in their heritage? You guys are always show, showing pride in your heritage. How do you not see the hypocrisy there? And it's not all Italians. Most Italians I know wouldn't make those stupid statements, but I saw a few making statements like that. And I just don't get it. Like, again, you can, I can understand being like, I don't understand why this celebration has to be a traffic inducing one. That makes sense. But again, my argument was with the people who said, how dare they, celebrate their another country while being in this country i'm like that's not what america's about again that is not you for you to say i can't go to their country and celebrate america that's not a point in that country's favor that that's another reason why they probably left that country they left because they were having economic hardships and things weren't going their way and life was tough. And they heard, people told them, hey, there's this great country called the United States of America. You go there, you work hard, you can make something of yourself. And 99% of the Mexicans I've worked with have been the hardest working people. I've worked in the bar and restaurant industry and several of them that I worked with when they were just bus boys now own their own places. So I'm a big fan of Mexican people. I'm a big fan of all people. As long as you're not a dick and a piece of shit to other people, then you and I can be on the same team. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I think the fact that, and so, and so what you, you, you expect people to just leave their culture. Do you think when people left Ireland to come to the United States of America, as soon as they stepped on our soil, it was like, well, fuck Ireland. No, they still kept in contact with Ireland. They still loved it. They missed it. They wish they could still be there, but life is short and they took a risk. They took, a, these people took massive risks that's another reason why I'm cool with Americans telling each other, hey, I'm part this and part that. My great-grandfather came from France and my great-grandmother came from Albania. And I'm half the, like, you know, I know a lot of Europeans hate it when Americans do that. I think it is kind of dipshit for an American. And it's a dumb look to like go to freaking, um, I don't know, you go to Scotland and you say, you know, I'm a quarter Scottish. My great-great-great, that's dumb. You don't need to do that, okay? When you're there, you're American, okay? But it's it makes sense amongst ourselves to celebrate that heritage because do you realize how difficult it was? So I have a great grandmother, Catherine Nyland, maiden name O'Brien. She came from County Mayo, Ireland, the youngest of a, like eight children to America, right? To follow her would be husband that she loved. He had to come over. I don't want to get into the reasons why he had to come over here. Okay, rhymes with Shmai R.A., but he had to get to America. She follows him over by herself, right? Leaving her mother and father and brothers and sisters behind. And when you were an immigrant back then and you traveled over here, you weren't going back home every, a couple times a year to visit your family. There wasn't phone calls to be made. There wasn't sending emails and text messages and all of that shit. It was like, hey, mom and dad, going to America, just tell me your screen name, right? Facebook friend request me. I'll send you, it didn't exist. You never saw your family again. 
That was mostly how it was. And that's horrible. Like, as a parent, I couldn't imagine that. That's how tough life was. So that's why I have the utmost respect for immigrants. Immigrants. Um, is there some every now and then that come over and, and cause some trouble? Sure. You're not going to have 100% of anything being great. But honestly, most of the immigrants and the children of immigrants I've met in the United States of America have been way better people and better Americans than fourth and fifth generation Americans or even longer because those people take it for granted. They think they're entitled pieces of shit. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I have no problem with immigrants coming here as long as they're working hard, contributing, um, being good, to, being good neighbors, all that kind of stuff. I have no problem with them having a, a day or a weekend or a week to celebrate where they once were. Um, that doesn't mean they're not happy where they are today. That doesn't mean they don't love where they are today. But there's, you know, you could love more than one thing. This idea that like, oh, you're celebrating Mexico. Does that mean you hate America? No one says that to me on St. Patrick's Day. No one on St. Patty's Day in, in Chicago or New York, wherever I've celebrated the last few years, have said to me, oh, why don't you go back to fucking Ireland? And I'd be immediately like, I'm like, they will, I'm not a citizen of Ireland. They won't let me back. Um, although I think someone says great grandparents. If you have great grandparents, you can still apply and try to get citizenship. My, I have aunts and uncles who have Irish citizenship. Uh, my dad could have had Irish citizenship, but didn't want to fill out paperwork. That man hated paperwork. Can't blame him. I think paperwork sucks too. But uh, it's no one does that. You know, nobody says to people uh, when we have, you know, Italian heritage celebrations or Polish heritage. It's just there's some people that just don't. They're just backwards. They're backwards people. Um, and they're, for lack of better words, cunts. That's just how that goes. Uh, but yes, again, I have no problem letting having people celebrate their heritage while in America. I don't think it means that they hate America. You know, I think it just means that they came from one place and they love it. I see it as no different than, you know, I used to live in LA and there's, a, there's Chicago bars in LA. I didn't see any people who are native to Los Angeles, Angelinos, being like, fucking Chicago bar? There's Chicago bar in LA? You love Chicago so much? Why should you fucking go back to Chicago? Like, they didn't do, that's just, it's stupid. But these are all just lines drawn on land. It's lines drawn on a map. When you break it down that way, it, that's, that's what it is. So who gives a shit? Just live and let live. Stop being cunts to each other and be good people, and you'll be better off for it. That's my advice to y'all. All right. Um, look at me on my high horse on this podcast, giving out, just doling off life advice left and right. I don't have any particularly funny stories for you. Um, I will say this, and this might get back to my comedian friends, but there was a comedian last night at the Laugh Factory who had some really bad BO. And I'm going to defend this person because I could, the type of BO I'm familiar with. Um, it's not BO I've ever had before, but I had a good friend who had tried this trick. And I'm assuming the comedian who had the very bad stinkiness. He, I think he was coming from working out and he probably thought to himself, oh, I'm probably okay. I will just take care of a little with a little spray. Uh, huge mistake because this dude walked in smelling like BO with right guard sprayed all over it. And it was strong and it was deadly and it was attaching itself to other people because it wasn't a woman. I'll tell you this. It was a guy. And when he walked in, you know, we're all talking and then he walked away and I looked at my, the other people around. I'm like, you guys all smelled that. Right. And they're like, yeah, holy shit. And then later people started being like, someone else has it too. And I'm like, no, it's the same smell. It's, it's now has its own life force. It's the Seinfeld episode. It's the BO in the car from the valet. And this comedian friend of mine had it. And I remember being like, I should say something, but it just didn't feel right. Not on a Sunday. 
Not on God's day. Certain days of the week, you can't tell people they stink like shit. You know, you want to, but uh, I just couldn't do it in that moment. Um, and if I'm being honest too, it, 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 was, it was a black comedian. Um, as a white guy, I just didn't feel right doing it. Um, if it was a fellow white guy, I might've been like, dude, you stink. You stink like ass. You got to figure this out. But in that moment, it just didn't feel right. Um, now I've got a lot of black friends and I could be honest with them on certain things, but there's just in that moment, I'm like, I can't. And I've had this happen before. I feel like there's certain people I can't tell they smell bad. As a white dude, just just to avoid flack. I just don't feel comfortable. This is, this is a me thing. I'm not saying you out there can't do it. You got to know your relationships with your friends. But I remember um, one time this gay man smelled horrible. And that threw me off big time. Um, I thought like, I thought only straight guys had bad smells to them. I thought gay guys were always smelling like lavender and stuff. Maybe that's a stereotype I, I made up on my own. Um, but to just, you know, it, it was, it was bad. It was bad news bears. And I'm like, I don't know how to kind of wrap my brain around it. You know, I'm like, I don't know. Do I go up there and be like, you're a stinky, stinky person. You're a stinky boy. You gotta, you gotta do something about that. Once you go home and shower and then think about what you've done. Uh, but then I think everyone has had a moment in their life where they were running around, running errands and just doing different things. And they were like, you know, I put deodorant on about 9 a.m. and it's about 10 p.m. and this bar's getting hot. I'm not so if I'm not sure if I'm sure. Sure is actually a brand of deodorant, S-H-U-R-E. And if you're not sure, you got to keep those arms down. You know, I remember being in my early 20s when we'd go to clubs playing loud music, everyone's dancing. You're dancing with the arms low. You're keeping those elbows tucked in. If you're not, if you're not sure you're feeling real extra stinky, whew, you're not letting those arms fly, right? You are keeping it. You're keeping it tight, right? You're not letting any crevices open themselves up to possibly humiliation, you know, and you're, you're backing away from people too. That's when you start doing the moonwalk. Maybe that's how Michael Jackson invented the moonwalk. He was just, he wasn't sure one day. He was very stinky. He was like, you know what? It was extra hot today. I thought the weatherman said it was going to be 65 and cool. Shit hit 80 and I was not prepared. Now I'm now I'm just going to slide back away from everybody. So they're trying to get closer to me. And then I put the hand up and I'm telling them to stop. I'm a little stinky. Back up if you guys could. Look, we've all had this day. No one's perfect. Nobody smells. Nobody smells like fresh roses 365. Okay. We all have a day. We all have a day in our lives where it's just, a, it's a little bit ratchet. It's a little bit gross. Okay. So we're going to end the podcast on that. Guys, keep some spare deodorant in your car or on your person and then add it so you're not a stinky, stinky bastard. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. Cheers.